Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Still looking for the perfect gift for Valentine's Day? Head over to jewelrybrands.shop for awesome Star Wars necklaces, earrings, cufflinks, pins, keychains, and more. Whether it's for the Padme to your Anakin, the C-3PO to your R2-D2, or the Han to your Leia, jewelrybrands.shop has the best gift ideas from your favorite galaxy far, far away. And while you're there, make sure to use promo code TRB at checkout for 10% off. And may the force and love be with you this Valentine's Day with jewelrybrands.shop. back everybody this is the resistance broadcast i'm john thanks for joining us today on this gorgeous monday morning i don't know if it's gorgeous i have no idea we don't have a lot of windows here in the base but we're here to talk to you about star wars uh we, we're gonna get into a lot of cool stories uh the latest in star wars news give our takes on said news and then you comment on those takes with your takes and then sometimes we reply and we have a little bit of a back and forth with it uh with me as always james and lacy um Past the big 6,000, as we predicted last week, on uh, YouTube. So, uh, big shout out and thanks, everybody, for joining us on that platform. Even though we're a predominantly audio podcast uh, in terms of our audience, uh, feeling good about the 6K mark as we put our eye on 7K as the next milestone. Mm-hmm. Weird. My birthday is in two weeks. You guys came early. You guys came early. <laughs> they all came over. I'm going to subscribe because <laughs> it's Lacey's birthday coming up. The big, the big 4-0 coming up. Oh, yeah, the big 4-0. You know me. It's actually 63, so. 66. Um, What's a 66? I'm what, glad we're big uh, YouTube stars now. I know. Well, now, now, they, now they send you the plaques. Yeah. And they send you um, the checks. They get the, big, the big checks, like Happy Gilmore mm-hmm. got. Uh, we start getting those now, so that's good. Well, I was, I, it's more like a, a notice that's like, you're not that great. Yeah. I was upstairs and my, my son was watching like just dance videos because he, he tries to like mm-hmm. copy the dance or whatever. And then it just slowly nice. kind of shifts into Katy Perry videos. And I'm like, what is happening now? It's like just repeats. Like they're all Katy Perry songs and stuff. I'm like, Because she does stuff with them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But what's weird, and this is crazy because I'm not like a super big Katy Perry fan or anything, but I will say I if... I had a favorite song of hers. Um, it would be the one that got away. But then I had no clue that Diego Luna was in the music video. I'd never seen it before. Yeah, he is. What song? The one that got away. The one that got away. Which, what is it? Uh, it's the it's Diego Luna. And you know what? He dies in that too. I'm like, what he is, does. come on. He, did, he, <laughs> didn't get, he didn't get away in Rogue One. That's, that was yeah. unfortunate. He, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he was the one who did not get away. <laughs> Well, imagine the video was the Death Star singing, and it's like someone it didn't get. It's like Cara Dune got away from the explosion on Alderaan, and it's the Death Star singing the one that got away. Pretty much the only thing that got away was the was the disc. (laughs) Yeah, the floppy disc. Yeah, the floppy disc. Though the plans on it. Um, Yeah, so I mean, we're not talking about Rogue One today, but we are going to touch a little bit on uh, the spinoff. Mm-hmm. of that wonderful spin-off movie so spin-off of a spin-off uh andor has some updates in it we'll get to later but uh james we have some cool stories to get into so you guys want to uh talk some news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the resistance all right well um there has been a lot of speculation on what is going on with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series as far as where it's filming, right? Um, I'm pretty sure the band Boston was involved at one point, but all mm-hmm. these different locations uh, are finally being squashed by the man himself. Uh, he was uh, recently doing some interviews um, with Eddie Izzard. I was actually doing a little like live stream thing with him, and he was asked about the project, and he confirmed that, in fact, the show will be filming uh, late spring, and it's going to be in L.A. 
And he went as far as to be like, none of that Boston stuff, which I was kind of joking before, but it was Boston, Massachusetts, Boston, England. There was a lot of Boston going around, and uh, it now has been put to rest because he talks about how they're going to be using the volume and so much more, uh, and it's all going to be in L.A. So, uh, John, what were your thoughts on uh, this? Are you glad to have that just done with? Like, why did it take this long to just have somebody come out and be like, that's wrong? Yeah, so it's it's funny how you know when you McGregor talks about this stuff, he's such a he's such a veteran of the industry at this point that he talks about it in such a casual manner that you almost like it's so enjoyable to hear him uh, bring things down to like the surface <laughs> of just like it's it's his gig and he's like yeah I was talking I was talking to my dad about it and he he was messaging <laughs> me he's like you're filming this thing in Boston and it's like. I, I thought you were filming this in Los Angeles. You told me you were filming in Los Angeles. So he's like calling his son to see if he lied to him about where his show is filming just because some <laughs> site came up with this uh, this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So so that site that has been used by a lot of these people claiming to have sources on Kenobi filming and uh, it's clearly just incorrect. Uh, Productionlists.com or whatever it is. And you know I don't mind saying their name at this point because it's just a total complete miss. Now it's not, oh, we meant Boston, England. Uh, let me check. Is there a Boston, England? Yes. Yes, that's where they're doing it. It's <laughs> Boston, England. That's the one. And then you <laughs> McGregor's like, yeah, we're filming this in Los Angeles, California. They're like, oh, is there a Los Angeles in England? <laughs> Please. So I don't Oops. know. I, I, I like hearing him uh, slap this stuff down. He's been doing it. Now that he's been able to be talk about Kenobi, I think he's having fun doing it. And I can't wait till it ramps up where he can talk even more about it because he can't talk about the story and stuff like that. But he had to keep his mouth shut for so many years about coming back. And now that he is out in the open, that he's back, he's able to say, oh, yeah, we're shooting that in spring. He's like, yeah, there's always a lot of SHIT going on around uh, rumors and stuff, but ah, they'll figure it out. And they were talking about like the shakeups with the story and stuff. So um, I don't know. Late spring, they're filming. We thought it was going to be March. So it's got pushed back a couple of months. Uh, I'm thinking maybe now this we're looking at a maybe a May the Fourth be with you sort of debut in 2022 of the Kenobi series would be kind of interesting, which is a Wednesday. Um, I think that'd be a cool spot for it. But yeah, I mean it's cool to hear from him and cool to hear him confirm this type of thing. Um, I wish it was sooner, but as long as they start filming it and get it going and he's back in the robot, that's that's enough for me right now. Ewan is a funny guy when it comes to that stuff you were saying like how he always shoots down uh the news of of what everyone's been here and i feel like he's done that a couple times like wasn't there something recently where like everybody was saying the kenobi was in trouble or whatever and then he was like somebody that's was, like, what i was talking about like at a yeah. party or something he's like what yeah. no no we film next year the beginning of next year well, who told you that? <laughs> like kind of thing. It's funny. Yeah. Um, Lacey, yeah. what were your thoughts on this story? And and if you want to, you can you can talk a little bit about the uh, Chung Hoon Chung, who is a cinematographer who's been kind of loosely confirmed for the series as well. Um, I appreciate in. that offer. I'm going to let John cover that sure. one because he actually wrote that article. But I will talk about Ewan. I'll talk about Ewan all day. Ewan is the best. Um, he's so charismatic and charming per usual um dude doesn't age like every interview i see him he looks exactly the same about obi-wan like going back to like six years ago when someone's like would you ever want to he's like yeah it looks like it was shot like the same interview um but yeah no i'm super excited for uh it to start filming and i really hope that we get a may the 4th either teaser or interview from the set or some type of announcement where we get to see that it's in production and I could see that happening around May the 4th because they're looking for things to announce oh, right yeah. now. Um, that would be a, a great thing to do or like some type of reel of like what's in production right now would be really cool on May the 4th. And I think this might play into that. I could see it happening. Yeah, because they could do they could do this year on May the 4th. They could just drop it and be like um, in one year. They do this Cassian book of boba fett they can include footage from all those shoots well i'm saying they- or just show like a clapboard of obi-wan mm-hmm. starting shooting or something mm-hmm. yeah with like a lightsaber on a table mm-hmm. well i was th- yeah and i was thinking it would say something along the lines of like in one year and then that will be mm. with the official announcement yeah. of we now know when it's going to get released 
kind of thing. Yeah, I could see that being really cool and it's something to announce right now because when you look at what's going on, I mean, nothing's really happening because of everything that's happened in the past year with COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, what are they going to do this year? And that seems like something pretty straightforward. Also, it's really cool that it's being shot in the U.S. You know, a lot of these things happen overseas and happen in, you know, crazy locations and they're just taking more advantage of the volume, which is really, really awesome. Um, And for me, at least, it gets me excited because I feel like it's less likely to leak things. But who knows? Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. You know, Deborah Chow called that place home for um, Mandalorian. So it's, mm-hmm. it might even be the same studio for all we know. I'm um, mm-hmm. not really sure what the schedule for Mandalorian's filming is going to be like because that was rumored to be starting filming in April. Um, I mean, maybe they are scheduling it so both shows are filming around the same time at the same place, Manhattan Beach, in that studio. I don't know. Just all picturing... they have to do is really switch out the background. <laughs> well, I'm picturing Deborah Chow going up to John Favreau and saying, can I borrow this? And he just like stares at her and she's like, we're filming in L.A. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Can I Can I borrow? <laughs> That's all she needed. <laughs> John, um, the South Korean news website, Cine21, is saying that Chung Hoon Chung is going to be shooting this thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I, you know, I'm not familiar with uh, Korean news websites. Obviously, you got to trust South Korean news more than North Korean news. This is top on uh, my Twitter, actually. By default. (laughs) Yeah. So, but there, you know, this is one of those stories where, like, like, what is the benefit of breaking a cinematographer news and making it up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to be like, Mark Hamill's coming back to play luke skywalker and you're like uh, i don't know if i don't know if i'm buying that one from cine 21 mm-hmm. but they're like chung hu chung is gonna be the cinemat- cinematographer for uh kenobi you're like okay that's cool yeah sure and yeah. you know he, he he's an accomplished cinematographer yes. um he uh award winner he uh, won the boston society film critics award for best cinematography for cinematography for the handmaiden in 2016 also did the sequel to Zombieland, Hotel Art. Both Zombielands, uh, Ar- actually. Artemis? He did both? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's doing the upcoming Edgar Wright movie, Last Night in Soho, which is getting buzz, and the 2022 Uncharted uh, movie, which I think a lot of people are going to be hyped about. You so. know what? I'm wrong on that. I, I could have sworn I saw the original Zombieland. It's just the second one. But but Old Boy? The Double Tap. Yeah. Yeah, just the Double yeah. Tap one. Old Boy? Just the Double Tap. Um. Hotel Artemis um, and, right. and the original It movie. Not the original, but right. the remake. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in right. there. And I actually watched like a um, uh, like a breakdown of his cinematic style. And I'm like, dude, there's some awesome stuff in, in his work that is like very not Star Wars. So it kind of got me excited in, in a sense that like um, – like, I don't know, like, Lacey, like, you might remember, like, the Black Panther shot that everybody talks about. It's like... You mean the one that I talk about? Well, no, I think talks everybody about talks it. about it. No, I'm saying that I think it's, oh, like, okay. a, a very notable, like, whoa, what are they doing? Like, we haven't seen something like this. Um, and he's the kind of person that would bring something like that to Obi-Wan. Uh, very cool. And Uncharted, I think he has a lot too. of... Yeah, he yeah. has a lot of action movies and adventure movies under his belt, so that's kind of what you would expect from obi-wan kenobi mm-hmm. um and especially like, like the uncharted stuff is very like indiana jones-esque yeah. is that that's a video game yes yeah so and yeah it looks like i don't know what familiar with what the handmaiden is but it sounds like he does a lot of he's done a, he's dipped his handmaiden foot in, is dystopian america okay so i mean it looks like he's shot things that kind of all may look different and depends on what it is and sure and that sort of thing so but i wonder you know when you think about zombie land and you know other stuff that is dystopian based if there's going to be that sort of empire and and places in ruins type of vibe in terms of uh, the scenery of this mm-hmm. series which is very original trilogy very a new mm-hmm. hope mm-hmm. um you know the the old uh popular adage about it is the lived in vibe and stuff but it's maybe seeing it even more torn up and seeing what the ramifications are of having this tyrannical empire and you see this version like ewan mcgregor's obi-wan kenobi even though he'll be older pulled out of the pristine shiny beautifulness of the prequels and tossed into this just mess is going to be a different aesthetic for us as fans to see and probably for him to to enjoy playing in yeah uh, instead of all those shiny new fancy less blue 
things. Yeah. For sure. Less silver. No, I'm saying less blue screens. Oh, right. Yeah, the blue and green <laughs> screen. I, I thought you meant blue. Duh. No, uh, I meant like yeah. less literal blue. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, We also wanted to talk a little bit about what we were talking earlier, the spinoff, the spinoff of the spinoff of, uh, with rogue one. Now we actually got, uh, a chance to hear from Alan Tudyk again. Um, thanks to entertainment tonight's, uh, Ash Crossan, friend of the podcast, Ash Crossan. Um, she sat down with him and specifically asked him to elaborate on the whole, like, wait a second, what the heck you said you were in Disney said you were in this Kathleen Kennedy said you were in this. You say you're not. And um, he gave a much more um, full answer to that, which is along the lines of, yes, uh, I believe they want to do a series. Yes, I believe I am going to be in it. Yes, I believe it's down the line. I can't talk much about it, uh, but you get the idea of why maybe I'm not in, I'm not shooting right now. Um, which is really cool to hear because it's like even double downing on the confirmation that this is in fact a series and it's not that they wrote him out of the story that he will be in it. We will get K2 um, as of now, at least. Um, and he will be back. So I don't know. What do you think about this, Lacey? I honestly read this answer via. So I watched the interview when it, at the day it happened. Mm-hmm. Or when they posted it. But then I went back and read this article just to get up on what we were going to be talking about. And I read his answer like K2. Because it's very like, I was announced at the beginning. And every announcement I saw had me involved. And I'm not involved currently. So just like in my head, I was thinking of K2 being like, I am going to prison. (laughs) Like that line that he does. Yes. Um, No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh I took this with a sense of humor that Alan Tudyk's like, I don't know, man. Like, I was involved. I've been a part of it the whole time. I'm sure I'll be back. But, like, here's my bland answer for you. That is basically what you already assumed. (laughs) But it is kind of comical that they did bring him out in the beginning. And he has been in every single thing after. So I'm sure it's a surprise to him when he was told that he wasn't. He's like, oh, so this is awkward. Yeah. Um, but as a big K2SO fan and the person that I was looking forward to most seeing in the new series, I'm excited to know that he strongly believes he will be there eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, they, they got to schedule him, right? So they're telling him, like, look, uh, don't make plans for December 2021 to March 2022. We're going to need you on some stilts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... This ties in, and I put this in the article, like, this ties right into that whole changes that were going on with this series. Because we forget a lot of the main um, trusted reports were saying that this was supposed to start filming in 2019, uh, you know, a few months after the D23. So, you know, they waltzed them out on stage and they had their scripts at the time, at least the pilot and maybe the first few episodes or what have you, uh, probably with him locked in in the story ready to go and then they bring back good old tony gilroy uh famous for the the big massive changes that happened with rogue one mm-hmm. um and uh they it was reported that he wrote rewrote not only some of the series he rewrote uh, the pilot so that changes everything and the trajectory of the series might have changed drastically and maybe he was like look i don't see how this story works with cassian being a spy if K2's with him, it's hard to be a spy, all jokes aside, with an eight-foot robot walking around with you. Uh, so we need to start this series off by giving Cassian the whole spotlight. Maybe it's a little darker at the beginning, and we don't need the comic relief at that point. We bring in K2 once we establish what this story is for this series in Season 2. Alan Tudyk's fully aware of it. They kind of let him know, like, hey, you know, we shifted this around. We're going to actually bring you in in Season 2. And he's like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. And you see it right on his face in this interview. He's just yeah. kind of like, don't worry, guys. Uh, I'm coming back. It's just a little later. <laughs> so He's a funny uh, it's guy. A, you know, he is. He is. And he seems, again, one of those people that is very down to earth about this, even though it's, this is so big to fans and stuff. And he loves it. It doesn't like him being down to earth and casual about it doesn't mean he doesn't love it. He's just very just like almost like a fan's type of actor where he t- he talks about things like he's 
on your level and he's not above here talking industry terms and stuff. He's just like, yeah, I think he'll be back at some point, I think. Yeah, you know, he's not like zipped up about it. So I, it's refreshing to hear him talk about this sort of stuff. I like it. I'm just picturing K2SO with Alan's luggage ready to go shoot and just being like, just, and just dropping it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're not in it anymore. <laughs> I, I, I can't. He's he's obviously doing his tour right now for his new show Resident Alien where he plays like an yeah. alien in a human body or whatever and it's <laughs> which is so perfect for him yeah. by the way. But it, now he's been a pirate, a robot and an alien. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny hearing John describe all these things not putting the things together where he's like John you're like he's so down to earth, you know? He's not up here. <laughs> he's right here, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Just thinking aliens, 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 every time you're saying, describing Oh, this. yeah. 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 Um, even even you say, zip them up, and I, I think of Area 51, like the body. <laughs> He's like, zip you're, up. You're in full, have you been watching that show? No, I have, I've been seeing a lot of no. trailers, and yeah. um, oddly enough, I know this kind of sounds weird, but I, I ran across this thing on Reddit where there was a guy dressed up as an alien, and I was like, dude, that looks so real. And it actually got confused with Alan Tudyk. It kind of the alien looks similar, not Alan Tudyk, but the alien that he plays in the show because it looks kind of similar. But yeah. I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find the source of the guy who of was aliens. The, no, of the of, <laughs> yeah of aliens. Um, I think I got it all figured out, guys. <laughs> I spent a good evening, and uh, I know a lot about the government. I figured it all out. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Good info. Um, I you know what's funny? As much as like Star Wars has aliens and stuff, I don't like. I usually don't like movies or shows that are about aliens. Really, Roswell is so good. Like I didn't like. I mean, Roswell, ET aside, isn't that like Riverdale but, but with aliens? Basically, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I missed that one. Yeah, the original I, uh, is good. The mm. new one's okay. Like I was never a big X Files fan. I know I'm probably getting booed about that, <laughs> but you know, anything that's alien. Like as a kid, I know people who were like around my age, like. Remember seeing the trailer for Fire in the Sky? You guys mm-hmm. ever hear about that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the book. Horrif- horrifying trailer. Like, I, I still have nightmares about watching that trailer because I thought I was going to get abducted by aliens when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, so I, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's like people who are listening to this who are around my age know exactly what I'm talking about. Horrifying. Just terrifyingly scary. Alien. What did you do to protect yourself? I would make, I would have like, um, I don't know what I would do. I would like tuck myself. I feel like little kids do stuff like that. Like when I was little and I was afraid of ghosts, I'd like obviously sleep with like the covers over me. Yeah, I think it was too old for like stuffed animals. I I think I just like was scared. I I didn't think I there. I was too old to like understand. I was old enough to understand that I couldn't do anything to stop it. So I think I would shut my I would shut my blinds and hope that they went to like my sister's window instead. There was no, nothing like, I could do to stop there's it. There's nothing you could do to yeah, stop it. So what? I was like, maybe they'll just take my sister instead, and then I'll be fine. I uh, I really liked the show So Weird Sorry, on Disney, if anybody remembers that. And they had an episode. They had a couple episodes on aliens, but one specifically on abductions. Wait, and what stuff. show? So Weird. Oh, so good. <laughs> Loved that show. <laughs> um, but no, you said you put the covers over your head, and I I always thought that made it worse because then – my brain started going <laughs> they're they're probably standing next to my bed or they're probably yeah. looking in the window or whatever at least with the covers off you could kind of confirm that that wasn't happening but then you did right. get tired and you close your eyes and then your brain would start rattling right. through that stuff too it's like oh right. man that was the worst yeah and it, you don't want to dutch oven yourself either let's be honest <laughs> john wow <laughs> Lots oh of amazing gosh. information on this podcast. Shall we move to yeah. the next story? <laughs> next story, please. Well, the next story has a lot of information in it as well. Um, it's always a constant, yeah. a constant, like somewhat interesting conversation. Then John says something and it just goes immediately. That's down. called uh, that's called indirect segues. Yeah. Um, that no, it's not. <laughs> Go ahead, James. So, so there is actually a lot to this story, and it, it's kind of interesting. I'm not really a gamer, um, and I have stayed away from a lot of the legend stuff. So when I hear about Knights of the Old Republic, and I hear about the Old Republic, and I, I get this stuff all kind of confused, 
it lo- I do know that it is a popular game and that it is considered legends even though they're still making old republic stuff um because that game's still relevant i guess but the thing is is that uh there's now talks that they're officially going to reboot knights of the old republic the game um but potentially under a new upcoming studio and there's a lot of evidence that points to that including um people who are saying you know they're talking about the rise of that new company saying oh they're getting ready to head into a triple a title we'll tell you it's about as big as a triple a title as you can get just like all these hints that it's probably a giant star wars game um there's the fact that ea is is kind of doubled down on the fact that they're not working on that even though they were working uh they did the original um john i don't know or or lacy either one of you guys if either one of you knows more about this story i'm kind of like trying to pick the pieces up because i don't know these studios and i don't have relation to the studios um in the same way that i think a lot of gaming fans do lacy what do you know about the knights of the old republic and do you think this actually points to evidence of um them actually rebooting it and creating a canonical version of the game so Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars the Old Republic are very, very popular games. Um, and they were made by Bioware and Bioware got bought by EA. So EA's been kind of working on other things. They've done Jedi Fallen Order. They've done Battlefront. But they haven't taken any interest or time into taking this game that they technically own and just redoing it because it's so popular, especially now when Star Wars has been so crazy. So... From the sound of this story is that EA is losing their exclusive license in two years. That's why we see the Ubisoft announcements and all these other games that are coming out or being proposed that are Star Wars games, but they're not specifically EA. So EA is basically like, look, we got our plate full. You do what you got to do type thing. Um, So these guys are, which is Asper? Aspir? I don't know how to say that. A-S-P-Y-R. I Esper, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Asper. So they have been investing about seventy million dollars into this game that they haven't said is a Star Wars game necessarily, and they haven't said exactly what it is, but they're specifically putting up job posts for staff to build out a game, and they've been hiring specifically people that worked on Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. So when someone's looking at this, you know, it's like putting two and two together of, okay, they're putting a lot of money behind this big MMO game that's a very popular title that people are going to be interested in. It's this up-and-coming company that wants to make a big splash. EA's kind of contract is ending, but so they don't want to get invested in this game again, but there is a popularity there, and they're hiring the people from that popular game. So it's kind of just like people are assuming things, um, but I mean all signs point to yes. <clears throat> which I would all be all for because it seems like a really fun game. I I'm, I remember playing it or watching people play it like a long time ago and never really got into it the way that I've gotten into like Battlefront, but it could be really, really fun. When did that game come out and what what system was it on? I think it, I believe it was on PlayStation. I thought it was a, in, computer, a computer game. Yeah. I know Old Republic is computer. Well, the, th- the thing okay. about it is, is I always thought Knights of the Old Republic was a MMO, but it's not. Old Republic is. Yes. And so okay. even even reading this article, I was like, oh, Knights of the Old Republic is like a like a game game, like a regular game. We look like the weakest Star Wars fans right now. <laughs> no, we don't because it oh, came, came out, out a long no, time I, ago. 2000, came out 2003. I know, but... Yeah, and yeah. it was for For a lot of people, Mac, I feel like this is like their Star Xbox, Wars, you know? Xbox, Android. Yeah, it came out Xbox, like... like and I said, totally yeah. get that, but the realization is that since then, better games have come out in the sense of more advanced games so, like Battlefront, Squadrons, Jedi yeah. Fallen Order that... Any Star Wars games, any Star Wars fan that has the time and money to invest in a game <clears throat> like this right now is playing those games and not this game. But they're still playing Old Republic. Some of them are, yeah. Because they're still so, creating new expansions to that stuff game. Stuff for it, yeah. 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 
So what I want to, yeah, the reason why I asked that is because I wanted to make comparisons to something that had been redone in the modern era, like Battlefront, because there was the old Battlefront and Battlefront 2 games for like PS2 <laughs> that came out around those times, like 2005 or 2004 or whatever it was. And now they have the new Battlefront where they do the online multiplayer and they do the, you know, extra things that you can buy and add on to the, your game and that sort of thing. So I wonder if they're going to do like a KOTOR game where it's going to have the online multiplayer and you just have this massive lightsaber warfare on a battlefield, Braveheart style. Um, I think that would allure a lot of people to, to go play that type of game with um, all these Jedi and, and, and Sith or whatever's going on. Old Republic is Windows. It came out December 20th, 2011. And that makes sense because I remember seeing a booth for it at New York Comic Con, like 2010. Hmm. Okay. Um, but and then the other thing that concerns me though is, you know, people always talk about the gatekeepers of EU, which is now called Legends, and that that is what is their Star Wars after besides George Lucas's movies. And Knights of the Old Republic is that times 10. Like, that's the one where they're like, this is, KOTOR's our thing. And, like, mm -hmm. we love Knights of the Old Republic. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be a little... The reason why I never thought that they would bring, like, redo it is because I feel like this one's going to be a real, one of those real hot button things with a lot of those fans saying, like, you didn't get this right, you didn't get that right. It's going to be a very contentious thing for a lot of fans, in, uh, especially gamers. Like, I'm not a big gamer, so I probably won't be dialed in too much, so it won't affect me that much, but... That's that is that storm is definitely coming unless so they change it to Knights of the High Republic. Yeah, they could do that. I hope they um, make it cross platform. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have to assume they're going to try to do that as much as possible. But I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it's cool. I mean, it, it's it's going to be weird what they do with that in terms of canon because if all the video games are considered part of the canon, um, what does that mean for other stories in that old Republic era? Um, because now they're doing the focus on the High Republic with uh, the books, but they're also uh, going to be dipping their foot, I guess, back into uh, Old Republic now from a canon standpoint, and that's huge because that's that's stuff people have been wondering about for a very long time. When they're going to dive into that era? So it looks like instead of uh, moving the story forward, they're going to be looking back even further uh, mm -hmm. behind the High Republic if they're doing this game. Now it's possible they just say, "Nice the Old Republic." Boom, we're going to leave that there for a while. Or they're like, this is just, we're just getting started here with recanonizing Old Republic stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But yeah, a, li a little concerned for the gamers because of how gatekeepy KOTOR is with some fans, but hopefully it's all good. Well, you know what's interesting is that if you lay it out that way, it almost says um, our video game world is here in, in the Old Republic, you know, a thousand years before the movies. Um, and then our, our our future of publishing is here. It's in this world and this time frame, this era. Uh, all of our television stuff seems to be in this era. You know, your Landos, your um, Rangers of the New Republic, your Ahsokas, your Mandalorians. Not Acolyte, kind of though. Acolyte. That's true. Acolytes. That's true. But yeah. generally, it's all in this era. Yeah. And then it looks like the movies that we've gotten confirmed is potentially like past nine it's like, you know, down That's there. That's true. The so, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's almost like they've separated their different mediums. Um, Maybe at they're point. doing that on purpose so that the canon stuff doesn't crisscross and so, cross the streams type yeah, thing. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know exactly what, what, they're, what they're planning, but as you laid that out, I was sitting there thinking like, man, it seems like they've really like focused in each one of their multimedias on a on a area and this could point to yeah. more evidence of that. <sighs> guys i don't know um there's a lot that goes into that game and i i guess i hope it, it turns out well um that it comes yeah. and it turns out well uh there are a couple other things that we wanted to talk about as far as news um a couple little quick things uh, mandalorian was nominated for best tv drama series at the golden globes um all that stuff is not gonna not gonna win but it's a nice to be nominated <laughs> all that stuff is uh mixed up and um out of order i think that you know this is um way after when it probably should have been the regular golden globes because the oscars are also like way later i think those are like in april when they're normally in february um, i think these are in april too pretty sure um 
I thought they were surprisingly earlier than the Oscars. Let me see here. 78 Golden Globes. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, we can look it up later. <laughs> but, um, oh, here it is. February 28th. Mm. 70th Global mm. Golden Globes will take place February 28th, coast to coast, 5 p.m. So it's it's later. I think normally the Golden Globes are in January, but they only move to February, whereas the Oscars are actually more likely in February, and they moved all the way to, like, April. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. The Disney, the D23 website, um, put up something that uh, covered a lot of the new stuff that's coming out in their upcoming issue and that involves, you know, Rhea and the dragon and all that. And one of the things that they mentioned was Disney's Disney Plus's Bad Batch. Um, since all of those things are being released uh, in the spring, uh, fans started using that as evidence to kind of point to logically that that also means that uh, we're going to be getting the Bad Batch uh, starting airing spring of 2021, um, which lines up with a couple of the other rumors that are out there. Um, so if you are excited about the Bad Batch, it is coming sooner than you think. It is right around the corner. Um, and D23 is yep. pretty much um, not the not the event, but the site D23 is kind of confirming that for and you. And this, this um, was probably finished a while ago so it's just one of those things where they're like let's figure out the best place to put it out mm -hmm. and best time that doesn't conflict where other star wars stuff is going to take its spotlight away and that looks like a perfect zone for that um but i wonder is this the last of the ties to dave filoni being in any way tangibly involved in star wars animation i think i think so you but. think it is it's like his whole team too Filoni, Filoni, he wants the Oscar Isaac house. You know, he wants that cash, <laughs> and that's you, you. You follow the Favreau footsteps if you want that cash, right? I so. think creatively, he just wants to be able to work in live action too. Yeah, it's one thing working in animation, but it's another once you make that jump. And he very clearly sure. has his plate yeah. full right now. You know, what I mean, they've cash. got like three, yeah. three or four different shows that they're actively working on. I can't imagine he finds the time to yeah. pop in and do another animated series where it's like really his heart and soul. It's like, nah, he's going to put all that into the live action stuff. So I agree with you. Yeah. Um, last but not least this is actually a, uh, an addition as we're, as we were uh, basically recording or like right before we recorded uh, star Wars and, or as also locked down two episode directors, um, Ben Corin, uh, Karen, Ben Karen, I guess. And Susanna white. Um, they come from, uh, discussing film is actually the person who's putting out the report that's saying they're involved, but it makes sense considering the the other uh, people that we have confirmed as directors also have worked on projects that these have worked on. So it seems like they're pulling the from that type of resource um, and that this actually looks pretty likely. So if you want to learn a little bit more about these particular individuals and maybe get a glimpse of what you might get in the Andor series, then this is uh, these are the names you want to check out. And you can check out that article and every other article on StarWarsNewsNet.com. Right, John? Yep, that's the place. That's, that's where you place. go every day. Every day with your bowl of cereal, just get up to date on your Star Wars news and and, and news uh, information, in a nice way. reviews, editorials, and more. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Part of a balanced breakfast, yeah. James. All right, uh, that's it for the Resistance Report this week. Um, Lacey, if you want to head into our next segment, we're ready for it. Yeah, so it's time for the Patreon Pod Race. So as you guys know, there's lots of different ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, ring the bell for notifications so that you know when we post new content. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. So if you want more than that, including mini episodes, mailings, polls, Discord chats, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And starting at $2 a month, you support our show and what we're doing here and what we're trying to build as a community. And also, you get cool stuff in return. So our top tier, our generals, 
uh, which is our highest tier, get a chance to be a part of the show. And that's what this segment is all about. So first, I want to say thank you to our generals. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your support. And this week, we're heading to Espana. Our general, Mello, is back. And uh, his question was, who is the most important person to Star Wars after George Lucas? And so he has uh, time now to answer that question. So take it away, Mello. Hello, guys, and greetings from Espana. I hope you guys are doing well and uh, weathering the snowstorm. Ah, uh, who is the most important person in Star Wars after George Lucas? I actually uh, got this uh, answer from you guys on uh, when you guys did an interview with uh, J.W. Rensler, and uh, it has to go to Marsha Liu. Uh, without her, uh, Star Wars would have made a mess. You know, George Lucas has a fantastic creative mind but uh, I think Marsha was the right person to wrangle all his ideas and actually put a good story on it um, so um, after I saw that interview I actually went down a rabbit hole and started researching on her and I think it's fantastic all the job that she did all her work um, I want to say um, honorable mention would be a Star Wars fan because without us we, this Star Wars wouldn't go like without my dad you know, showing me Star Wars, I wouldn't know anything about this. And uh, me showing my son, Alessandro here, like I, he wouldn't know either. He wouldn't be able to enjoy this. And now we have this transgenerational bond that uh, goes, you know, it might, might go forever. So I think it's uh, a responsibility for us to actually to keep sharing the love, even we don't like all the movies or we like all the movies. So we don't like all the movies, we still like the characters. Or the books, whatever. Well, before I go, I just want to take some time to say that when you watch this video, this little boy over here is going to be 11. So, uh, happy birthday, Feliz Companions. Thank you. And that's all we have. You are resistance. Great job, Mello. Happy birthday, <sighs> Alessandro. <laughs> happy birthday. Hey. The big 1-1. One, one. The big 11. Happy birthday from us. Uh, John, what did you think of his answer? I was 11 a long time ago in uh, a state not that far away. So uh, Mm -hmm. enjoy your birthday, buddy. Um, Great answer. Uh, Marsha Lucas certainly um, was a massive part of why Star Wars kept existing after the first movie. Uh, Because as Steven Spielberg famously said, George, this movie is a mess. When he watched the first rough cut of, of the movie without the music or anything. Uh, so yeah, you, you know, she doesn't get a lot of credit in the public sphere, but, uh, you know, diehard fans know how, how important she was to cutting that movie up to make it flow and make the story work and, and everything involved with, uh, its success. And I love that Mello brought up that he took the answer from J.W. Rensler in our discussion we had with him. Uh, that meant a lot to me. Um, and you know, you know, sometimes you take for granted, stuff you think is you know common knowledge and then someone like jw pops on and a listener maybe catches something they never heard before and now mellow can sp- spread that word as he just did in, in his padres answer that like, yeah you gotta check out what marsha lucas did for star wars because she isn't a, a hot name in terms of the history of it w- mm-hmm. in the casual fan base but uh, a massively important person so thank you for that and also uh, shout out to J.W. Rinsler. Hope you're doing well, man. And uh, But Mello, yeah, thanks. And happy birthday to your boy. You're the best. Hope you're well. And uh, cheers, buddy. James? Um, yeah, it is, it's amazing uh, what possible answers people can come up with. And this is this is a good one. You know, I, I start thinking, I'm like, man, you could say, you could say J.J. Abrams, you know. You could say Jeans Guy. I don't know. It's just there's so many different options. <laughs> <laughs> of the importance of star wars but uh but no totally everything that john was saying un- uncredited um i did not think of this but uh when i was thinking of all the possible answers um that i would give um this uh this is this was not one of them that i thought of but it's totally correct 
Um, and it's amazing to think about how many other um, possible answers there are there. Are, how, how many possible answers there are and what those answers mean to different people and why, you know? Um, but yeah. good job, and I'm glad that uh, you brought this. Thanks for being a general. Mello, we are, in fact, buried under snow. Lots and lots of snow. True. So thanks thanks for knowing that because <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great answer. Marsha's done so much for Star Wars. There's a really good video online about how much Star Wars was saved in the edit. I'll try to share it for you guys on Patreon. It's really, really good. Um, it includes, like, even, like, audio clips of what people thought of the movie and stuff through interviews. Um, but that being said... Happy birthday to your son. Hope you guys have a great day, uh, having fun together, and thank you for being a general. And now we're going to hear from other people in the community with Ask the Resistance. John? I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Yes, Ask the Resistance. We usually post uh, a query for questions from you on Twitter, or if you just want to send them in at any time on that platform using hashtag ask the resistance uh, i'll find him we'll get you on the show we'll talk about your question and you always uh our audience always submits good stuff and makes us think about things we don't usually uh bring up ourselves mm -hmm. uh, or if you'd like some people have been emailing us questions if you aren't a social media person or you're just a little shy uh resistance broadcast at gmail.com and we'll uh, uh get you up here so uh here's our slate today uh first one from albatross at bird sith bird sith that's interesting. Okay. Um, can birds be Sith? I guess so. Why not? Sure. Why not? Well, yeah. I think it's it's replacing another word, right? I don't know. No? Anyway. Okay. I don't know. Their question is, you are made president of Lucasfilm tomorrow. What's one decision, whether it's a show, movie, game, book, uh, or idea that you are really confident in but might sound crazy or stupid to most everyone else? I'd make a Lost Stars show. Book readers might not find that so outlandish, though. Uh, Lacey, what, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, great question. My first obvious answer is a solo series to continue Han Solo and Chewie's adventures. I think some people find that outlandish, as I've realized in the past week when I tweeted about it. And people were like, it's called A New Hope. And I was like, there's like 10 years there. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Um, I get that one a lot, too. That's the laziest answer. I was just like, that's, that's a big chunk of time. That's almost yeah. as old as Mello's son. That's how much time that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Alessandro's um, like, that's my whole life. That's just whole life. <laughs> um, but for my own personal want, I've brought this up a couple times, but it's kind of just like been in the back of my head. I don't know if you guys ever feel that way when you kind of come up with your own idea or thought about Star Wars. It just kind of sits in your head. Mm. Um which is a, another trilogy continuing on the saga with Rey and Ezra. I really think that would be cool. I don't think yeah. that sounds crazy. Some people might, though, because people, people don't might. want Rey and Ezra to be together. Some people like Ezra on his own thing and whatever. Yeah. But I think there are some questions that need to be answered, and I think um, it would be cool to see Rey's story continue without the Skywalker stuff. Hmm. Within reason, because her last name is now Skywalker. But Imagine you know Ezra I mean. becomes the villain of the next trilogy. I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> I just upset a lot I'm of people, I'm sure. No, I, I know. Like and Taylor Gray wouldn't like that either, I'm sure. Yeah, great question, uh, though. Yes, thank you, Bird Sith. Um, James, Kenny Crayley Jr. at Kenny Crayley. Way to get your handle, Kenny. Good job. You beat, you beat your father in getting your handle. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Mm -hmm. uh, he said... Hey, guys. First off, great work on the podcast, as always, every week. Thank you, Kenny. You're always tweeting, you. tweeting about it. We appreciate that, man. Uh, my question is, could you see Chloe Bennett playing Dr. Aphra in a future Star Wars live action project? Thanks. May the Force be with you, James Bainey. Yeah, so here's the thing is that I don't... I have not seen anything with Chloe in it. Um, but I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, I know, Nashville. I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and I've seen bits and pieces of Abominable, um, surprisingly. I don't know how I even managed to pull that off. Maybe I was just watching too many trailers and clips and stuff. But, um, but, that's, but that's only a voice. The, the thing about it is I feel like uh, she has her a pretty strong fan base as like someone that could kind of break out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, as far as I understand. 
And uh, the other thing is like, even the pictures that you provided in the tweet, I was like, I mean, it looks, <laughs> it looks exactly like the character. Um, I know that that particular character has had a few different styles of animation done. Um, so it, in my head, the character has kind of physically changed. Like sometimes I think, you know, the character looks a little bit more like this. And sometimes I think it looks a little bit more like this. But if you were to cast this person and say, that's the official, that's the live action version of that character, make that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I would imagine that um, with all of her uh, history of doing um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that she would probably fit perfectly into this character. So good suggestion. Nice. Do you think the character will ever uh, make the jump? Um, that's kind of funny, too. It's like a pun on Afra. Like I always think of her like jumping over the cliff or whatever. <laughs> but yes, um, I think I think it'll happen. I think at some point, mm-hmm. because it, she's just continued to grow and grow and grow. She was a side character in a Darth Vader comic, and then they're like, oh, we're going to give her her own. And then it's like, oh, this yeah. is crazy. We got to keep doing those comics because she's becoming a big character. And then they made toys out of her. And then they gave, they gave her an, an audiobook drama and stuff. It's like that the popularity of that particular character is growing so quickly, um, yeah. th- uh, becoming a fan favorite, that uh, I think I think it's very likely that they could eye that character to cross over at some point in something. And it could be some of these shows that are coming out soon. I mean, that's not too far away. That's only like, 10 years or so um, removed from when she's active in the comics and stuff. Right. And uh, uh, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka and all, right. all those other stuff. So, Cool. Right on. All right. Uh, next one, the Belford at Mr. Billy Belford, uh, one of the hosts of the Call to Action Schmodown Pods. What's up, Billy? Billy. Hope, you're, hope your internet <laughs> is treating you better. Uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> His question is, would Return of the Jedi been better if it took place on Kashyyyk? I picture a prodigal son storyline for Chewie. I, you know, this is such an interesting question. And uh, I know it's been debated and, you know, George Lucas wanted to do it originally in early drafts and stuff. But I think, yes, um, for Chewie and Han, I think, you know, James, I think you brought up that good point that kind of Han didn't really have a lot of an arc his arc kind of finished and he didn't have much to do. And he was kind of comic relief in return of the Jedi aside from blowing up the, you know, shield generator. Mm. But uh, I think if they did it on Kashyyyk and there was more at stake and you see Chewie taking care of family and maybe some Wookiees like getting hurt or dying and, you know, Han gets pulled into that a little bit. You can have, you could have built that up a little more than have it be the Ewoks. Now I still love return of the Jedi. I'm just saying it, it maybe would have added a little more weight for Chewie and uh, Han uh, because of it so it's interesting to think about and like look at return of the jedi in my mind the whole movie and just replace endor with kashik and i think it would have been really interesting uh, do you guys what do you guys think real quick i i think that there's still this odd hostility around the teddy bears i'll talk to certain people that are like eh, return of the jedi that's the teddy bear movie that's the George Lucas wanted to make toys movie or something. And I, I, it always like catches me off guard, but I, I do still hear it. Um, so it does make me think that um, it also kind of makes me picture that like um, that fake episode nine imagery of like Finn with the flag. Like I, for some reason, oh, yeah. like, it, like I kind of can see that in the world and all this. And I know it's a totally different era, but like, something about it being on Kashyyyk. Um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, actually. Like, as much as I, I like Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks and stuff, I don't think it would be crazy to just move us over and be and just be like, yeah, these didn't exist. It was actually more this. We see a lot more Wookiees and stuff in Star Wars anyway than um, Ewoks. Yeah. Lacey Kashyyyk? No, I like the Ewoks. I like the movie how it is. <laughs> Okay. And I always have. And I agree with James. I don't get the hostility about it. I don't understand why yeah. people don't like it that much. When the same people that say that they don't like it are the ones that are like, yo, the saddest moment is when the two bears are laying there and the one bear's dead. But like, those are the mm. same people that said that they can't connect with these characters. Like, mm. I loved it. I thought it was great. And it showed that like the little guy can defeat the Empire. That's what I get out of Ewoks. Nice. Sure? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Billy. Uh, good question. I enjoyed that. 
Um, all right, last one here since we have time. Uh, from Haas Aslam at Haas underscore Aslam, one of our uh, generals on Patreon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's up, Haas? How you doing, buddy? Uh, if all three of you were Padawans, John, James, Lacey, which of you would attain the rank of Knight first? And would any of you make it to Master? Please tell us why. I'm pretty sure he's a commander, but you're still important, Haas. <laughs> I'm sorry, Haas. <laughs> uh yeah so i don't know i would be last i think i think i would get to night first because i'm very competitive and i would like obsess to the point that i get there but then my emotion would drive me nuts and i'd go sith like real quick nice <laughs> so the question isn't even who would betray the order <laughs> yeah. but you went there <laughs> yeah yeah um i feel like my anger would overtake me and then that would be it so i'd get there i'd get there first but would I really get there first? Yeah. Hmm. When it uh, the question was who would attain the rank of knight and who would make it to master? I I don't know. Knight first. Who would who would be knight first? Who would get to knight first? I don't know. Um, I guess probably you, John, just based on the simple fact that I think you were involved with Star Wars Newsnet before any of us. <laughs> it was you got there first, um, and your oldest. Oh. I don't know. And well, it's fuzzy. Yeah. Well, I'm 63 in a couple weeks, so let's not <laughs> yeah. go. Let's not go with oldest. The other thing, too, is that, um, and I, I don't know if this really speaks to the personality, but I think we've kind of talked about this before, that if we had lightsaber colors, um, you guys would both do blue, and I would probably be green, which alludes loosely to, like, I would be a master and you guys would be knights, but... Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, really stretching to figure out who would be here. I'm just trying to look for something that makes some semblance of sense in this. I don't Me, think because I'm better. I don't think I would get to master because I I feel like I'm more of a Qui Gon kind of guy, mm-hmm. and I don't like rules. But I'd still be like, I would dominate all of you. I just don't want to sit in your chairs and hang out here all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to do. I want to go out and do stuff. <laughs> Um, John so, would have yeah. to battle me after I go to the dark side. Yeah, it'd be you. Yeah, I, I, I would know. be I would be Yoda, and you guys would be Anakin and Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, high ground. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm taller, so that's it. Game over. Okay. End of, end of game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she kills you in the fourth one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I let it happen though. All right. Yeah. Uh, Judge me by my size, dude. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is that. Thank you for everyone for your questions. I uh, would appreciate that. Keep sending them in. Um, and uh, make sure uh, you do subscribe to the show. As Lacey said before, your preferred podcast platform. I'm a Spotify guy. Um, and also, of course, YouTube. Thanks again to everybody for getting us over the 6K mark and subscribers. Let's try. It's a challenge here. This is going to be tough. But if we keep pushing, we can do it. Can we push and get to 10K before May the 4th? I'm putting that out there. It's a lofty goal. Try to get us there. Wherever we end up by May the 4th, it'll be better because we're, we're pushing for it. So spread the word about our YouTube channel. We have more content there, obviously, than just the podcast. Mm-hmm. We got our book discussions. We have our unboxing videos. We have our rumor and theory reviews, our breaking news stuff, and uh, our live streams and, and uh, the virtual canteen is all stuff on there. So go check us out over there on YouTube, and we appreciate that. Um, StarWarsNewsNet.com, like we said before, for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, Teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast for all of your gear. I see James is wearing one of our uh, Mando Fan Show Season 2 uh, designs on the insanely comfortable premium hoodies that oh, they yeah. do over there. So, fantastic. And this is the time of year for them. Um, so, that's uh, about that. On Thursday, uh, we're actually going to be interviewing uh, Hal Hickel from Lucasfilm's uh, ILM division. He is the um, main man over there when it comes to art direction, and he's been involved with them since the prequel days. We're talking even Pixar with Toy Story. We're going to dive into all of that with Hal Hickel and have a uh, just a great time. I can't wait to talk to him. You guys excited about that? I'm oh, so yeah. excited to talk to Hal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, Star Wars News Net, and uh, my other podcast, Just Like the Movies, with my buddy Mike, where we talk about all kinds of different movies. We're doing Pulp Fiction uh, tomorrow. So, uh, uh, James, what about you? 
as usual, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks, as well as a couple of videos that are up on the channel now. It's been about a week since Claudia Gray's Into the Dark came out. Um, if yes. you've if you've blown through it and uh, you just finished it up, we do um, a book discussion where we're talking spoilers and we're kind of getting into the nuances of the book, whether we liked it, rate, review, all that stuff, spoilers involved. But if you didn't read the book or you're not interested in it, there's a video up on the channel that just kind of tells you what happens in the story. It's about 15 minutes or so, and we just kind of spoil it, tell you the whole book, and um, don't really give our opinions on it, just exactly the story as it is. So check that out if you're maybe interested, but not interested in spending like 11 or 12 hours reading reading the book. <laughs> right on, man. Nice. Lacey? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lacey Gillerin. All right. And how about... Uh, Sith Lacey for our word of the day. Sith Lacey. Sure. You could put the one and only Lacey. That's true. The mm-hmm. one and only. You choose. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, everybody. And uh, we hope you enjoy your week. And again, we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode with Hal Hickel right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>